Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Hola, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. That's right, we are speaking Spanish only. This episode, just wanted to do the intro. My friend Ty Capone, uh, Mayamo, M- Matt McSweeney. No, I'm, I'm fucking around. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. UFC Mexico is in the books, thank God. I think me and Ty had combined our worst di- night. I, I mean, I said I was going to you know, tail Ty after he had a good weekend last week. And I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did this to you. We, <laughs> I think we both that. lost eight units. I am back into the shitter, and it's already it's only February. And I think my year is already over, so that's bad news. I think I'm gonna Im- implement a new strategy this upcoming weekend. You're gonna see some wild shit from me in the upcoming weeks. But uh, you know, Brandon Moreno, Brandon Royval, a close decision, split decision. We will talk about all of it. First, we must get uh, you know the thoughts and feelings of the world around him from Ty Capone. Ty, how is it down there in the Pete's? What's the weather like? I always like to hear, you know, when 70s. it's nice. Oh my god! Seventy-four and sunny. Yeah, oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. I can't lie. It's beautiful. The last couple of days have been nasty in a good way. Uh, the next couple of days, I see some I see some clouds, but staying in the mid mid sixty to mid sixty mid seventy range. So that's good. There's definitely some beach days ahead. Next Monday, you want to come with, dude? Let's go. We're gonna oh. go to uh, Madeira Beach. All right. So. Well, get a, you get a whole head down to Madeira Beach. Uh, Ty will be signing autographs if you. <laughs> If you see him, if you know him, you know you probably don't even know what we look like, but yeah. that's okay. You just it's hop right. on our just Twitters. Like... That's your fault because you don't, you don't know. We don't have yeah. a, a random fighter as our AVI and talking shit to people online. I actually have my real face on there, so let's just get yeah, right I think into. I do too. It. Let's just get no, right into it. Yeah, no, I think you do. You definitely have your. face. No, I do. For me, from the Chiefs, Chiefs Burgers game. Yes, yes. Uh, it used to be show. you and Edson Barboza, which was also a yeah. sick picture. Uh, how about? UFC Mexico, we we lost one fight. Raul Rosas Jr. Uh, I guess he came down with a, with a little bit of a tummy tummy sickness, or I don't know what was going on, but the man could not make the walk. Ricky Tercios has announced that he won that fight, so congratulations to Ricky <laughs> Tercios. I did not win my bet because of it, but you know I did actually bet Ricky Tercios uh, before that fight was going to start. I felt disgusting, and then when it got canceled, I was like, "All right, good, good, okay." <laughs> like, uh, I was going to lose some more money that I didn't need to lose. But Brandon Moreno, Brandon Royval, five rounds, main event, split decision for Brandon Royval, and I thought that the the, the correct decision was made. I, I know there was a lot of people thought that Brandon Moreno had won. I, I mean, in the arena, Brandon Moreno himself. Uh, I mean, I think the way the fight was playing out, you could have probably given it to either either guy. It was really kind of a, I don't want to say boring, but it was like there wasn't much that happened in this fight. It was kind of them trading a lot of punches back and forth. There was a couple takedowns here and there. Uh, it wasn't a, like no one really got hurt at any point. They might have stung each other a little bit here and there, but honestly, Ty, it really was not an action-packed main event, and Brandon Moreno... Whether it be the uh, altitude or just the fact that he was, you know, I guess his le- he hurt his leg at some point. I don't know what what the excuse you could create is, but 
he had nothing. He he just did nothing in the last two rounds, and I think that's ultimately what cost him in my mind. Because when the when they were going to decision, and he, I mean, you don't really see a referee. You know, I mean, Herb likes to get involved as much as he can, but especially when the grappling, he gets bored with the grappling. But he was so upset with the grappling but work. He wasn't doing shit. Like I, I that this time I actually got it because I was like, dude, he's just hugging him. Yeah. He was hugging him and just leaning him up against the fence, and Roy Vall's like throwing punches and trying to break it up. But he's, you know, there's only so much you can do when a grown man's just holding on to you, and, and you can't, you know, get him off. The, the, he had to actually like tell them to engage and to begin the fight. They circled around the octagon for a minute and thirty seconds before anyone really wanted to engage anyone or throw a punch. It didn't, and I, you know, and maybe this is a dick thing. To say. I don't know. It didn't really look like. Uh, Brandon Roy, or I'm sorry, Brandon Moreno wanted to be there. Truly, like yeah, it, it, yeah, it was something, a weird something was off, dude. Yeah, hopefully we only get something, uh, you know, broken hand or a divorce or uh, an illness or something came out. Uh, I haven't heard anything since then. So you know, maybe it was just a bad night at the office. Honestly, maybe you know all those wars with Figgy and then the Pantoja fight. Maybe maybe it just caught up to him. I don't know. I don't know what. Um, I said Pantoja. Yeah, he did fight Pantoja. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm not sure, but the first two rounds he looked good, but then he just got outpaced in three, four, and five. Dude, Royval threw 510 significant strikes. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. More than 100 per round. Um, 160 in the fourth, 140 in the fifth. That's just insane cardio, insane pace. I know, obviously, his percentages aren't going to be that good, but it doesn't matter, man. If you're going to outpace a guy, he ended up getting a takedown in the fourth. Uh, I know he got taken down a couple times in the third, and there was some control time in the fifth. But, uh, there wasn't really that much going on in the grappling and wrestling and whatever department. And, um, yeah, I mean, the light kicks were, were pretty much all Marino. Uh, he landed m- many more, but, um, I, I, yeah, I thought Roy Vall took three, four, and five. I mean, what do you, <laughs> what do you think of uh, Junichiro Camillo's oh 49-46 Moreno card? That was um, all that three was judges gave Moreno the fifth round. That I did. Yeah, which I, I didn't. I didn't agree I did with. Agree. I don't know, but uh, maybe I was just kind of like so, so angry all night. As we'll get into it, was yeah. um, questionable. Um, I guess I have to go back and rewatch the fifth round, but it seems like they pretty much were only all in agreement on one round. It looks like you know it was the fourth for Roy Val. Yeah. Um, a couple. Yeah, Mike Bell and Camillo gave Moreno the first. Chris Lee, Chris Lee was all over the place. Chris Lee's always all over the place. Let's just get that one out of the way now. I mean, most of the media scores favored Roy Val. Um, somebody on Bloody Elbow gave a 49-46 to Moreno. I, I love Bloody Elbow. I do not agree with that at all. I, I thought it was a kind of not clear, but it was close, but a clear uh, 49-48-47 Roy Val. First two going to Moreno, next three going to yeah. Royval. And I, I understand if you maybe snuck one of them other rounds to Moreno, that's okay. Like I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have screamed robbery, but forty nine forty six to me is insane. That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But I kind of left I, I, I was left with the impression that you kinda of were. Like I you know, I wasn't really impressed with either guy. I mean, Royval got the win. That's huge for him to you know, no matter how he got it to get that win. Yeah. <clears throat> Coming off of that Pantoja fight where you know, he fought really well. And now it's like, does he get that rematch? What, what's even next for him? And what, what, what does Moreno do next? You know, I, yep. I'm not really too sure what Moreno does. Uh, maybe maybe Albazi, right? Isn't that who he was supposed to fight? So maybe they just run that back. Um, or maybe you do Pan, um, 
Royval and Albazi. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do you really want to book that Pantoja Royval rematch right away? I mean, there's nobody else. So I'd be down for that. Um, I don't know if they want to do that in Brazil for what, 301, 302. Um, maybe that's something you do, but yeah, I, I mean, the, at the top of the flyweight division right now is kind of at a lull, right? It kind of blew up for a little bit. Figgy left. Moreno, if, if this is a sign of things to come, he's on the decline. And now you have a new champion, Pantoja, who's probably not going to be hanging around that long, you know, maybe a, a, a year-ish, but probably not. I mean, UFC champions, they don't last that long nowadays, right? So you got Abazi coming on hard. Car France, Mateus Nicolau, they ran out of the top five. And, you know, I don't, I don't think it gets much better from there. Manel Kopp right outside the top five and Makayev. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's really it. I mean, Steve Ursay at 12, he's way down. He needs a couple wins, but, he, you know. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's really next for Brandon Moreno. Honestly, I, I, I guess it, I guess it will be Albazi. I guess they'll do like a little mini Grand Prix where it's Pantoja, Roy Val two, Moreno, Albazi. I'm fine with that just because there's not really much more, much else going on, you know? So, so yeah. I think Albazi could jump the line too and just go, you, you could do him and somebody new. Yeah. Like him, just him and for the title. Like I, I, I wouldn't agree with it, but at least it'd be a new face in a sense, because I think we all I think we all think that Pantoja is just going to do the same thing he did to him last time, uh, just kind of lay on him and really just suck the air out of uh, Roy Val. And I mean, he's talking about how he might have a torn MCL or you know something along those lines. Something's wrong with his knee. So who who knows what the, what they'll do? I, I'm kind of uh, I, I mean, other than Pantoja, like you said, this 25 is really dying for some new blood or some new just a breath of fresh air of some sort you know you got alex perez getting in there this weekend uh who has pulled out of a thousand fights so it's actually good to see him get in there there's a a, the 25 i think you'll get you know not the answer you want but i guess a little bit of a clearer picture after this weekend because there are a couple of Bigger time fights. Maybe you could do a Makayev and Albazi or something like that. If Al- That'd be kind of cool. If Makayev goes out there and makes a statement. Who knows? Kai Car France kind of just hanging out there. He, he'll he need uh, a fight soon. I, I don't know if he's actually scheduled. I think he is. He, he I think he's on um, one of the next couple uh, big fights. I'm not sure, though. Who? Uh, maybe I'm just tripping. Yeah, I'm not sure either. His real name's James, see. so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I told, that always Kai Car France? Yeah. Oh I, man, I didn't know that. They scheduled the fight Manel Cop, and then that got canceled. So yeah, that, that's the last thing that they're uh, James. Yeah, James Kaware Cara France. So I guess that's where right. Kai from. I don't know. That's good. I mean, it's kind of a sick name though. So I guess I would. I, I would do go like with it. Yeah. So. How about? I guess that's kind of just to wrap that up. It's uh, like I, I, I think the best days of Brandon Moreno are behind us. I, I don't yeah. I don't like saying that, and we, we've been wrong about this before, like we'll talk about in the next fight, because you know, some guys can pull a vintage performance out every once in a while, but and Brandon Moreno, it's just, he's not, like, what is he really good at? You know, like, the boxing is not that crisp, it didn't look good in this fight, he wasn't really landing with any sort of power, it was all just looping, he wasn't really throwing jabs, there was a lot to that I just left this fight, like... The guy, this guy, the guy who beat uh, Figgy was not the guy who was in the cage on Saturday night. So I, I don't know what he has to do, where he has to go from here. But it seems like he's kind of at a, a uh, like a fork in the road, a little bit of a crossroads uh, career wise. Yeah. And I don't think he's not that old of a guy, is he? I think he's only no, 30, 
30? Right? Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, he's 30, 30 years yeah. old. So maybe he's not completely cooked, but I think younger the better in those, uh, you know, l- smaller weight classes. And I don't know. I just, Very it's more active, of his though. game. His game is just not, he kind of reminds me of like the old guard of the 25 division, the, you know, the Benavidezes and thing, guys of that nature. I don't know. It just, he doesn't, he's kind of just a brawler. It doesn't really, he doesn't remind me of some of these other guys. Like he just kind of let Roy Val dictate the entire fight on Saturday night. So I don't know. Uh, it's a good win for Brandon Roy Val, though. I don't want to take that away from him. And he's, it's either he's fighting the, the next up or he's fighting for the title next. And I think you're right. I think they're going to do some, they're going to need some Brazilian to be involved in that 301 card because that 301 card is going to be hurting for talent by the time yeah. that rolls around. So let's keep it moving. How about Brian Ortega, Ty? This was a shocker. And I, I kind of wanted to talk myself into this on, uh, on the podcast the week, you know, the, the, the lead up podcast, but. I just didn't have the sack to do it. I thought Yair, it was going to land and he was going to hurt Ortega, which he did. He did. He hurt him pretty bad in that in the beginning of that fight. Ortega rolled his ankle before the fight even started, which was nuts. I don't know if you did you see that. that? Crazy. Yeah, you saw that, right? Like that was it was crazy. That I mean, the guy rolls his ankle and then he's looking at his coaches like, "Oh shit!" Like, guy's going to fight with a sprained ankle now, and then he gets cracked to begin the fight, and he's you know on death's door pretty much survives. And then just goes into Habib mode and just starts taking Yair down over and over again. And whenever it just was dictating where this fight was going to take place. And that third round, he made it look easy and quick and got that arm triangle. And that it just goes to show you, Ty, that Jits is still there, man. His, his grappling, his submissions are still high, high level. And congratulations to Brian Ortega. You know, it's... It's I, he's a guy that I've always liked in a sense, you know. Like he just, he, I don't know. I just don't know what it is about him. I just he seems like he's just about that life. He's always brings the fight whenever he does. You know, eventually show up. He doesn't fight all that often, but you can understand it from some of the beatings that he's taken. So uh, it's a great win for Brian Ortega. Yeah, that, that arm triangle was nasty. Just beautiful, honestly, like a beautiful work of art. I'm a big arm triangle guy. I love those. Um, if I were to ever get in a street fight, I'd probably try to get somebody in like a standing arm triangle just because it's so like different, right? You know, not really, not really that many people are uh, hip to it and don't understand how it's how it goes in and whatnot. Anyway, uh, it was beautiful the way he just quickly got to the mount and then just jumped to the side and and put it in. And Yair didn't want to tap for sure, but he fucking had to. Had There's no, no other, yeah, no other choice. And um, there was a video of him practicing that same move and that same setup to that move in the back right before he came out. Um, so beautiful. Him and um, his, I don't know if it's Jenner, Henner, Gracie, yeah. Henner. Uh, they've been working together by 20 something years, I think. So just a great moment, honestly, seeing, seeing him get that. It was a great, I think his post fight speech was, it was kind of all over the place, but it was really good. Um, he also didn't want his hand raised. He also almost didn't let go of the, the, the submission because he yeah. couldn't really hear. Yeah, right? he... beat his ass, dude. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, he, he wasn't happy. Get off of him! Um, he was like, oh, which, shit, sorry, I didn't know. Which I understand. Um, I, if I was in, a, yeah. in a, a war like that, I mean, I think, I think his, Goddard his, understands he, it, too. He's just like, yo, his man, ear, what the fuck? He couldn't hear right because his nose was fucked. His, whole, yeah. his face was fucked up, right, or something like that? Well, like his... He couldn't hear because his ear was like pinned to the guy's shoulder too, That's and right, he said yeah, he was yeah. tapping lightly. So he was like, 
you know, when that, he starts shaking his arm. That's the thing, though. If you're not looking and some guy's just, like, touching you, like, if you can't tell, it's like, what if that's, like, him trying to get you off of his, like, you know, uh, yeah. uh, of the submission? He doesn't know. So he's, like, probably waited until two hands were on his back, and he's like, oh, shit, I think this is over. So that's why you got to tap. You have, If you're tapping, you got to tap hard, man. You know? That's, yeah. Or just go to sleep, I guess. Or just but... tap, tap or nap. <laughs> tap or nap. Um, but yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, it was a it was a nice comeback win. Definitely not how you want to start the fight, but um, I said before the podcast, I was like, man, he hasn't got a sub in a couple of years. Is he going to finally do it? And he did. Yeah. So good on him. I you know just a missed opportunity for y- Yair. Honestly, like he was talking all that shit about Taporia. Definitely not going to beat Volkanovski, and then he does beat Volkanovski in spectacular fashion. And then Yair loses a fight that he was winning. Yeah. So uh, not sure where he goes from here. Honestly, Let's yeah. Talk about you know. Uh, the forecast of uh, of the future for some fighters. Uh, back to the drawing board, he's just got to work on that rest, that ground game, that the the defense, uh, wrestling and, and jiu-jitsu, or else he's just not going to make it very far. I mean, Ortega jumps him now in line, so it's Volk, Max, Ortega, Yair, Mozar Evloev. If Yair was to fight Mozar Evloev, how does he stop himself from getting taken down no, he's five, ten times? Killed, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Mozar Evloev is, is, is kind of... Um, I, th- I think he might be the next the next guy who can who can win this belt. I don't know if he will, but I think he could present the best the the, the best opportunity outside of maybe Max, and that's just because you know we don't know if Max will go to sleep. Right, his chin's begging to be. Also, he's got Gaethje coming up. <laughs> we can't, I, I, yeah. I can't even I can't even begin to talk about what a Max Taporia fight would look like. He has to go through fucking Justin Gaethje. So you know, <laughs> good luck to him on that one. It's a bigger guy. Max does look good. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him. He looks pretty looks huge. Pretty good. Yeah, he looks big. So that's good. But you know, Gaethje's an animal, and those light kicks but, are going to be coming. Ty, is that good? I mean, is that good for getting back down the forty-five? Uh, and what, I don't think when so. Does, and when does a, that happen? You know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, you know, who am I to say? But either way, I think you know, if you look at the rest of the division, I think yeah, that's your guy at, at, at number five in Evloev to. To challenge next, Taporia's already talked shit on him a little bit. Taporia's coming at everybody. I, I kind of like it. It's 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 like a subtle fuck you tour. You yeah, know what I mean, like he's not going to. He put a picture or, or uh, the video of uh, Islam getting KO'd a couple years ago or a long time ago by Adriano Martins. He just put that video on his story. He didn't really say anything. He just put it up. I thought it was so funny. Uh, made a, a little subtle um, quote about Habib. That was kind of cool. I mean, why not? You know, you, you, when you're on top, remember what Connor was doing when he Hell was yeah. saying when he when he burst onto the scene, and you know, Taporia before he beat Volk, everyone's like, "Oh man, you're talking too much shit." Now that he did beat Volk, it's oh, he can you can say whatever you want. So but I just I think it's kind of I agree. I just think it's kind of funny how the narrative changed yeah. for some people. However, I'm here for it. I, I love it. I love you know when John Jones was calling out all those Hall of Famers that he you know systematically destroyed. I loved it so. I'm here for it, um, and I think I think this was a huge win for Ortega. He's got his baby mom in the ring now, so he's back. You know, no more Tracy Cortez. Good, maybe that's good. <laughs> maybe that's good. Should um, make you crazy, brother. Yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, for me, anyway. Um, I, I think he so, could be next too. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I mean, his jujitsu presents a huge challenge. He's. Uh, I think it's. I, is he a lot bigger than Ilya Taporia? I think he's. So Ortega is, is five foot eight at sixty nine inch reach. So he's pro- they're probably going to be somewhat the same, same size. size. I, don't know, I always thought Ortega was like tall as fuck, but he does have like longer legs. I don't know if that 
I, I, maybe yeah. it's just an appearance thing because he. Yeah, it might just be. Uh, and Tapori is five seven sixty nine inch reach, so they would probably yeah. pretty much be the same size. I'd be here for that. I'd be down for that one hundred percent. But um, I would take yeah, I would I, take I just, Ilya, but I'd probably take Ilya against almost anybody at this point. So I think yeah, I'm taking Ilya against anybody. It's maybe. more of he has to go through the division and get rid of all these guys first before we start. You know, talking about him fighting Islam and stuff like that because. I mean, I would be down with it just as a fight, but I know the UFC will not let that. They they're not gonna hold up the forty five division or yeah, yeah. fuck it up because. But you know, like it it should be Max, but I am under the assumption that something bad is gonna happen to Max in that three hundred fight. Like I, I, I mean, yeah, especially when you try to you know schedule him in for the next title shots. Like that's a little dangerous to do. You never know what's coming not only the might he get his his head ripped off into the upper deck. He also might have trouble making forty five in the in the time period that you need because I imagine Ilya will probably be ready by July. I mean, it's only it's still February, you know. Like if he's gonna, unless he's gonna go on this whole like tour and he's not gonna fight until they want to do that Spain fight at the uh, at the end of the year, then they could. But I think you probably want to capitalize as soon as possible. Right, you probably do Volk. You could there. I, I now I kind of would like Ortega there just because he does speak Spanish. Um, obviously, he's of Mexican descent and he's American, but still, it, it would be a nice storyline. Um, he's a he seems like a nice guy. He's you know very uh, very religious, so I don't know how like you know maybe him and Taporia you know mince some words, but um, yeah, I just think this is a huge setback for for Yair is is my uh, big takeaway from this. All right, so how about Daniel Zellhuber? Taking care of business against Francisco Prado. This was a bad bet by me. I just should have stayed away. But uh, Prado gave me what I wanted. Yeah, the good, you know, good first round in him. He was landing some shots. Right. He was hurting him a little bit. But Zell Huber, this is to me one of his best performances. Kind of just proved that he is the guy that we think he is, and kind of just showed that he, like, you know, he's not just all hype. He was firing that jab at there, firing that front kick. He was hitting Prado pretty much whenever he wanted to. Prado was just all like looping wild shots from the outside. And Sel Huber was kind of keeping him off of him and making him look easy. And the, the, the more the fight went on, the stronger Zell Huber got. And I don't know if it was a factor in this fight, but... Excuse me, I almost just threw up on the mic. Ty, I would say that the elevation was a factor. I mean, it obviously always is. And this, you know, we... we Talked about how there's not a fight under 155 here on this whole on this whole card, but you could just tell in some of these fights where these uh, these guys who were training at elevation and some of these guys who weren't training at elevation and just weren't really weren't ready to go. And it's you know I, I don't know if necessarily I think Prado would have probably would have looked like this in every single uh, version of this fight just because this is just how he fights. He tries to kill guys and he looked pretty good, you know, just like he wasn't going to roll over and die, but it was just, he was taking a, he was taking a pretty good beating here by Daniel Zellhuber. Yeah. He had good leg kicks, good body work. He just cut, he wasn't able to find the head really. Yeah. And I didn't even realize he was only 21. I thought he was 25, four, six, 21 for Prado to get these rounds in to go the distance with somebody this talented, uh, just putting in, the work really uh i think by the time he is 25 26 he'll be scared as long as he's still around as long as he does get the developmental the de- development and the training and all that as long as that happens which is you know uh progress is not linear especially in mma but i i like what you know the base anyway go he just for somebody that was so green coming in here you know regional seniors just knocking guys out 
he's pretty solid, man. I mean, I don't know if he's the complete package yet. You know, I see him face some different kind of fighters, see how his groundwork uh, is really, but I, I'm not totally discouraged with his performance, but yeah, I do think he does have a, have a problem finding the head, finding the target swings wild, just needs to you know, hone it in more, but yeah, pretty good performance from Zell Huber. Uh, again, he's still young, 24 years old. He's still learning, getting better. And um, yeah, it was just a pretty good, I, I thought it was a pretty decent prospect versus prospect fight that we'll know a lot more about these guys just even one one year from now. I, I yeah, like I, I don't think, I think Prado just doesn't realize how powerful he actually is and he doesn't need to throw those wild looping shots if he just threw shit straight up the middle with more technique that I think he would be hurting people and getting them and getting them out of there at almost the same clip. You know, he could pull that out every once in a while, those wild shots and those crazy overhand rights, but... You know, when you're fighting a technical guy like Daniel Zellhuber, who's longer than you, who's quicker than you, he's going to get to you before you get to him. And it kind of showed throughout this fight. So, good win for Daniel Zellhuber. I'll be curious to see what's next for him or where they go from him. I mean, this is a fight between two guys who are probably right outside the top 15. So, I could see them doing Zellhuber and maybe a Drew Dober or something like that uh, in, in the in the near future. That would be kind of sweet, if you ask me. Or but. Dober Prado. Yeah, they both look like you know oh they look the God. same. Yeah, literally the Argentinian Prada or the Argentinian Dober. <laughs> I, I I think you sent that to me or somebody sent that to me, and I was like, God <laughs> damn, that is fucking that's true. He's just taking a beating, just throwing nukes back and forth. Was, yeah. <laughs> how about Yasmin Yorigi? This was um not not an impressive performance from Yasmin. Maybe she's not as good as I like to think or uh, as the rumors were. Uh, surrounding her, I mean, she was chipping up Sam Hughes a little bit, but Sam Hughes, she couldn't even, she wasn't even really close to getting her out of there. Really, it was this fight was just kind of one sided, and uh, you know, like Sam Hughes was never going to win this fight. She was always up against it, but I thought Yasmin had a little bit more power in her hands than what she showed on Saturday night. So it's just good win for Yasmin, but I think as she moves her way up, she's going to continue to run into some trouble. Yeah, Sam Hughes couldn't really get any of those takedowns, but it seemed like she was kind of close in some ways and then just couldn't finish it. I feel like if that's anybody else that's more polished or bigger, stronger, they could probably get Yasmin down, honestly. I don't know if her takedown defense is really going to look that good against the next level of fighters or, you know, a tier higher. Uh, Sam Hughes is just, I mean, she's, what, 8-6 and six now, you know? She, she tries hard. She has a good team. She's just not, she's not really athletically gifted at all. You know, she's not fast she doesn't have power uh she doesn't have a well-rounded arsenal a well-rounded game she's just kind of like painfully average all around she was getting she got her nose bust up early but she was able to you know keep it going at least and yeah that's on yasmin to to try to go out there and get a finish or at least put the pressure on her and she just didn't do it so yeah kind of disappointing i mean you know she was getting her legs chewed up a little bit from sam hughes um yeah I, at distance the strike totals were very close you know i know she did hit her every single shot was just much quicker and harder, but still, man, you got, you, you got to put somebody like that away. You know, you got to make a statement, especially coming back from uh, a devastating KO loss, but still she's 24 too. Uh, we'll see what happens with her in the future. Just, you know, hopefully she takes some time off just, just so she can, uh, you know, get her game well rounded and just improve, make steady improvements. Um, and then we'll see what she's, she, whatever she can do here uh, in her next fight at strawweight. She does have, you know, she does have a good base, it seems like. The potential is definitely there. I just, you know, are we ever going to see it? 
I guess we'll we'll have to find out. Yeah, we will have to find out. She's going to have to make some leaps and bounds. And like you said, I, I think we just need a couple – a statement or two wouldn't hurt every once in a while. I know that that's not how the game goes and wins or wins. But, you know, as we've learned throughout, it's a telltale sign when you can't get girls like this out of there. And then when you're going up the, the ladder and you're fighting, you know, an Angela Hill you, who kind of fights in a similar fashion, are you going to be – able to survive you know like are you going to be able are you going to be a is Mackenzie Dern going to be able to get her down like probably who knows you know yeah. Amanda Hebos you know Marina Rodriguez who who knows you know like that that's that's what you're going for you know that's as you make your way up that's what's that's what's waiting for you so uh I lost my page but here we go uh, Manuel Torres took care of Chris Duncan we were wrong on this one Ty this are. was uh, this was tough. This was pretty easy too. Manuel Torres rear naked choke, one minute and forty six seconds. Uh, where do we go from here, Ty? I don't know. I mean, Torres looks good, man. Somebody said yeah. he should fight Patty next. That would be he that'd be scary Patty for Patty. Up, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect him to to, to work the the jujitsu and the wrestling. But that was that was just my fault. It was just a a bad a bad read, honestly, by your boy. So. Not much more really else to say. Chris Duncan's yeah. just got to get back on the horse. Yeah, he made another it. Light, another lightweight contender, it seems. Yeah, it, really. It, it, he looked scary. Young fighter, young prospect. I don't want to say contender, but... There was a couple of uh, Mexican fighters who made their jiu-jitsu look pretty uh, elite. One guy who did not was Christian Quinones. He got rear naked choked by Hayoni Barcelos. This this one hurt because I thought we were on the right track here with uh, Hayoni being the older gentleman, but... This is a third round submission. Sorry, I thought that was a second round, but uh, you know, hey, good. This is a good bounce back win for Hayoni Barcelos. I, I don't know if it's even bounce back. Yeah, it was right. He lost to Kyler Phillips, lost to Umar. Yeah. You know, he's well. He had lost three of his last four. We're going into this fight, so fighting the Mexican fighter on Mexican soil, it is a good W for him. Uh, I am out on all Quinones's from now on. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I think I am as well. I thought. I thought he was going to be. He, he staved off the ground and submission game for a little bit, and then as soon as it got there, he was he was toast. So, how about I lost my spot as well? I think we are at Jesus Aguilar and Matus Medon Medonka Medoncha. Eh, close enough. Whatever. Uh, yeah, this was a split decision for Jesus Aguilar. Two judges had a twenty nine twenty eight. The other one also had a twenty nine twenty eight, but going the other way. Uh, the two judges had it the same way which was the first two rounds for Jesus, the last round for Matus. But uh, the only mix-up here, I believe, was Eric Colon gave Aguilar... Or I'm sorry, gave uh, Madoncha the first round as well, but the other guys did not. So did you agree with this decision? I know you had Mr. Madonka inside the distance, and that wasn't yeah. going to hit. But um, what did, you, how, did you agree with the decision, I guess I should ask? Um, I have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. I thought Madonso, Madonko, Madonso. I, I really don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah, honestly, cares? I should be keeping. I should be. I should be paying attention. But no, I, I mean it was. It was close. I just. I thought Madonso won. I don't know. Um, the media scar. The media scores were were split down the middle, pretty much. But yeah, no. I. I mean, a tough, a tough fight, a tougher fight to to score than um, the. Altamirano Dos Santos won, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought Matus did enough. He just um, he just fucked himself over by fighting like an idiot again. Yeah. I think he just kind of headhunts a lot. Not one leg kick did he throw. 
or land. I'm sorry. It was over one. Um, the wrestling game. I don't know. I don't know. He got reversed a couple times. Uh, I think he went for, did he go for another leg lock? I think he might've went for another heel so. hook leg lock submission. And he, that, that put him in a bad position. Just, um, Just don't go for them. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it, it seems like it never works once in a while. It works is when it's with a legit, you know, leg lock guy. And even those guys don't get it. Look at Puelas. Yeah. Look at Ryan Hall. Those guys can't get them either. You know, those like, like lock guys do not really belong in the UFC as we've seen. And Madonna's is not a leg lock guy. That's, that's the craziest part. I, I hope he can just try to reel it in and, you know, him and his camp can, can get something through to him. I know he's only 25, but he is now what? Oh, and three. Yeah. In the UFC. So it's tough. It's going to be tough to, to, to bounce back from that. Hopefully they give him like a, a layup in his next flyweight fight. We'll see. If but he even gets one. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about him. Jesus Aguilar doesn't, did, you know, he, he got another dub. He looked pretty good, two and one now after losing to Tatsuro Tyro, which is tough. Uh, we'll see what he's got. He's very, very, very small. 62 inch reach at flyweight. I don't know if that's really going to get the job done in the at the end of the at the end of this, but we'll see. We'll see. Now, this one had to be tough for you. I know this is uh, an emotional battle. I know you had been uh, riding the ups and downs with Daniel Lacerda throughout all of this. You know, he is now 0 and 5 and 1 in the UFC after getting triangle choked. He has been. Finished in every single fight that he's had in the UFC. That That is remarkable in itself. He's been knocked out three times. Submitted twice. He gets triangle choked by Edgar Chávez, Ending their saga. And probably ending Lacerda's <laughs> UFC career, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, no, he's done. He's. Done. I'm surprised he hasn't been cut yet. Um, yeah, just terrible. Terrible fight IQ. Terrible everything. Get him out of here. Also, did you know, fun fact, uh, Edgar Chávez was once... Um, guillotined by Jesus Aguilar. Wow. Fun, fun fact for you. In the fifth round, the very end of the fifth round of their fight on the regional scene a couple years ago. So that was uh, maybe they just run, run it back. Yeah, they should run it back. Rematch. I'm in. Why not? Guillotine choke. Yeah, the very end of the fifth round. That must have been a wild night there. How about Ferez Zayim? Ziam. However you want to say it. This was a... I, I hate to just rip it like, right off the beginning, but it was. It was boring. <laughs> This is a boring yeah, fight. Claudio Puella stinks. He stinks. Yeah, like he, yeah. like uh, from excitement level, is absolutely awful. I thought, you know, I had the sub here. I thought a couple times he was getting close, you know, threatening it a little bit, but he never really got there. And this was a split decision. And I, pr- I probably agreed with the uh, judges here because I think I don't. I, I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but off the top of my head, I think he probably won the first one, Claudio. Uh, and then yeah. that's pretty much it. I think, uh, you know, one judge gave him the third round, which I... Yeah, I, Raul Salas. Yeah, not, not sure, sure about him. But, uh, like, Mike Bell had all three for uh, Zaim. I don't agree with that. And, you know, like, uh, these judges were all over the place. Chris Lee had the second round for Claudio Puelas, which, I, I mean, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Like, I think the first no, and the second I, were, yeah, yeah like, I don't... <laughs> I don't know what was I going honestly on. Gave every, I honestly gave all three to Ziam just because, in the, the, you know, when you look at the judging criteria, you have to do something with the striking. You don't look at the grappling unless the striking is even. And now I'm not saying that Ziam was unloading on him, but just by default, he was doing more. Yeah. Claudio Pellas was four of nine in the entire fight on significant strikes. 15 minutes, he threw nine significant strikes. That's insane. Yeah. Like, that is pathetic. That should get you cut. That, you know, in a world where Brendan Lochman didn't get a UFC contract on the ultimate on the contender series because he went to distance and got a win, 
you have guys like this that are fighting in the UFC who are throwing 27 total strikes. No matter where you are on the in the fight, you're throwing 27 total strikes in 15 minutes. That is insane. Insane. Hugging the, a guy's uh, ankle. Yeah. It wasn't He was close-ish a couple times, but, dude, in the second round, he didn't land a strike. Yeah. <laughs> what? He didn't land a significant strike, I should say. That is just pathetic. Uh, his wrestling, yeah, sure, he was able to get him down and whatnot. Ziam definitely has to work on his ability, his takedown defense. I, I do like Ziam's ability to get back up. However, you, you can't just – you cannot get taken down. There's going to be guys that are going to be able to hold you down. Quellis did some good things trying to wrap the legs and whatnot, but – his wrestling, his jujitsu, isn't that great? Isn't that well rounded? He's kind of just a leg lock guy, right? Um, yeah, so it, decent win for Ziam. I mean, fighting this guy, fighting guys like that is never easy. It's you're never really going to look good. I mean, Ilya Taporia couldn't do anything against Ryan Hall for four four and a half minutes, and then he finally found his his opening and smashed him in the dirt. So it's tough. It's tough. I feel bad for Ziam. You know, he's probably going to get some pushback for this fight. He's still young. I think he's only twenty six. I do like his. I'm yeah, I do like his kick. Kick that's crazy. Yeah, I do like his. I feel like I don't remember him fighting that much. At I know, all. me either. <laughs> um, I do remember the McKinney fight. Obviously, that was a bad look, but McKinney's doing that to a lot of guys, at least in the first round. Don Madge, yeah, that was probably a bad, bad loss, but that was his first UFC fight. Um, yeah, I mean, he got he got submitted twice um, before the UFC. And since that McKinney fight, he's 3-0. And he's fought three guys, I think two guys who are ground guys in Figlack and Puelas, and then beating Jai Herbert, who's more of his kind of style of fighting. I, I don't know. He's, I like him a little bit more than most of the other French fighters. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how Morgan Charrier does in his next fight. Um, I don't know who he is fighting, but I thought I do remember uh, him and Lapalus, too. We'll see how Lapalus does. You know, I think he's a little older. Uh, Charrier is still in his 20s. Yeah, he's fighting Sungwoo Choi. That should be a good one. Oh, wow. So... Um, yeah, I, I like his movement. I like his, his inability or his ability to not get hit. Um, I, I do like some of his, his boxing. I just wish he threw his hands more. That's, that's how I am. That's how I feel about most of these French fighters. There are a lot of them are kickboxing heavy, but they don't throw their hands enough. If Cyril gone through his hands more than he did, you know, he would look much flashier. So, um, yeah, we'll see where we go from here with Ziam, Claudio Puelas. Uh, he's five, he's five and three in the UFC, which is crazy, but, uh, I'm, I'm good on him. Yeah, me too. I'm okay. Uh, how about Hanaldo Rodriguez? Lazy boy taking care of business with a rear naked choke. Uh, Bondart was getting close to that sub. You know, we were. Uh, I thought we were getting. You know, in that first round, he was threatening it, but uh, he was getting beat up. He was getting chipped up on the feet, and I think that this is a case of the elevation really coming into play here because Bondart gassed out radically. Uh, especially Quick. in that second round. Once that second round started, it just it was like somebody had uh, shot the gas tank and it was leaking as he was driving down the street. So, shot the Walt, yeah. shot the Walt White at the end of Breaking Bad. But uh, this yeah, was he looked good. Yeah, he, he did look good. He and the the grappling was on fire. I think he even picked them up at one point and like threw him. He he looked good, but it's just you know that doesn't that doesn't win you. Looking good doesn't win you a fight. And yeah. Lazy Boy took care of business. So it's a good finish and a good win for Ronaldo Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I couldn't say it better myself, honestly. I, I thought the Bondar bet looked good after the first round. And yeah. The second round started, I'm like, oh, no. Now he's getting, uh, not taken down, but he's getting reversed. Yep. Now he's getting threatened with a sub. And I thought he was just going to just get it out uh, of the second round. And nope, taps right at the very end. And uh, that's all she wrote for Mr. Bondar. He's probably done in the UFC, if, if not now, very soon. He's 0-3. He's been finished twice, almost three times. 
So um, yeah, they might yeah, give him we'll, one we'll, more, but I yeah. I don't know. I don't know Good if luck. I would even agree with it. But I guess if you give him Lacerda, maybe no. they fight. <laughs> God no, please. Lacerda's got to go. Or Madonza, Madonza and um, Bondar. The That'd be loser nice. goes home. Loser yeah. loser goes to the regional scene. That'd be a nice WWE gimmick sort of thing to get get going. <laughs> How about Felipe dos Santos decision victory, split decision victory over Victor Altamirano? This was a, a entertaining fight, I should say, not a crazy exciting fight, but back and forth. I thought I thought Felipe had done enough to win. I don't think I would have disagreed with any card that you pulled out. Miguel Jimenez gave all three rounds to Victor Altamirano, so thirty twenty seven. Then the other two had twenty nine twenty eight. Uh, both with uh, Felipe Dos Santos winning two and three. So maybe uh, somebody's got to go talk to Miguel Jimenez. I think he was sipping a little <laughs> bit of the Mexican Kool-Aid there at, at a certain point. And uh, it went, it, you know, maybe it got to his head. But how about a good win for Felipe Dos Santos? I like both of these guys, to be honest. So th- this is, um, you know, 25 is rich with talent. Yeah, I, um, I, I, this is another one I guess I have to rewatch. I was watching with a couple guys who I just met at the bar. I just got done. I thought Altamirano won two at least of the rounds. I thought he won one and two just because he was, the, the striking was kind of even ish. And I thought he was doing enough, especially with the front kicks, um, the, the kicks in general. Uh, he was going to the body very well. He, he wasn't really landing headshots. And maybe that's what did it. Maybe, he, you know, the fact that he wasn't landing shots at all to the head really. Maybe that's what influenced the judges. Maybe like, you know what, the striking um, isn't even. Maybe he's losing the striking, but I don't know. I thought it was even-ish, and then the wrestling was pretty much all him. 9 of 11, shout out to Bush, on takedowns. Five minutes of control. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, all man. three rounds is wild. You can't just but... shout out Bush in the middle of that and not expect me to fucking laugh, I don't know. Again, I have to rewatch this fight. Not that I have that much interest in doing so, but it, I do like Dos Santos. I just think that the takedown defense, again, it just is not good. It's not good at all. It, it, you know, Altamirano seemingly got him down when, even when his uh, plan A wasn't working. So I, I don't know. I have some questions about him. He's also very young. There's a lot of young fighters on this card, so obviously we're going to see some greenness, if you will. He's only 23, and that was only his ninth pro fight, so... Yeah, I, I swear, I swore he lost. I was happy he won because I, I like him more than Altamirado. I don't think Altamirado's that good, but yeah, just a weird, another weird judging, yeah. scoring decision. I, very odd night of fights. Definitely a very odd night of fights. And like you said, the judging was very suspect throughout the card. So, uh, you know, this was just another example of that. And again, I don't, if they would have read Victor Altamirano, I would not have been like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, that's I saw some people like the the Moreno. My original thought was forty eight forty seven Moreno, but then the more I thought about it, and I watched back uh, like the last little bit of the fight, and I was like, yeah, you know, like he wasn't doing shit. So it's like, yeah. I do understand. So like, when it's close like that, I can't get too upset about the judging. I will get upset about thirty twenty seven though for Victor Altamirano. That's just insane. But Naimov, the Hillman. This is not exactly how we thought it was going to go down, but. Uh, Eric Silva's knee explodes up against the fence, <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's it for him. So 44 seconds, and he's probably done. Uh, I don't know if they get, the UFC gives him another chance. He's an older gentleman, 36 years yeah. old. Uh, injuries, hope not. not good. Ends the fight early. Uh, Hillman gets that inside the distance for us, the only bet that we both won the whole night, and that was UFC Mexico City. 
All right. Yeah, that's I really I don't know what else, <laughs> what else to say. Uh, performance of the night goes to one of them goes to Brian Ortega. The other one goes to Manuel Torres. I think both worthy uh you know people of earning that fifty thousand dollars and then fight of the night zell huber prado well and i think that's probably the right decision as well that was an entertaining back and forth fight and i don't think any other fight was really uh worthy of that because some of these other decisions were real boring snooze fest so that is ufc mexico we had a little bit other action throughout the mma world community the pfl bellator card was this past weekend from where where was it ty uh, I believe it was Riyadh. Riyadh season is still in ebb, still the ebbs and flows. We are still going. I mean, we got uh, you know Joshua and uh, Ngannou are releasing basically movie trailers for their fight that's going to happen <laughs> later on this uh, this year. So that's uh, that's one thing. Henan Ferreira just elim- I mean, this when I saw them two standing next to each other, I was like, holy shit! I should have bet this instead of even betting any of the UFC fights because yeah, honestly. I felt like I was like, oh wow, this is a lock city. And this, the, these were only three five-minute, like, they were only doing three uh, rounds for these, which well, I didn't know that, yeah. and I'm glad I didn't know that because I would have, you know, probably been, well, actually, if I had known that, I wouldn't have even been thinking about betting them because I would have been like, yeah, fuck that. But uh, Johnny Eblen, <laughs> I guess he gets to keep his porn star girlfriend. He does win a split decision. He almost got eliminated by Impa Kasaganai at a certain point in that fight. Jason Jackson just destroyed Ray Cooper. That was, uh, that was, that was a tough scene for him. Nem Cobb yeah, gets the uh, triangle, the arm triangle choke. Ty's favorite submission. Yo, Yoel I'm Romero, ta- I mean, in a battle of senior citizens, takes out Tiago Santos. AJ McKay. Tiago retired. He should have. Yeah. He should have. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that for a fact, but he definitely should have. AJ <laughs> McKee, uh with a arm tri- uh, with a triangle arm bar of Clay that Collard. Was that that was quick and easy. Aaron Pico just eliminates Henry Henry Corrales. Gets that dub back. Uh, you know, that was right towards the end of the first round. And Biagio laid on uh, that man Palacio uh, for a while. Carissa Shields wins a split decision. Other than that, kind of uh, just the rest of just a bunch of names who were fighting. Yeah, just kind a couple of Saudi Arabian guys that took W's, which were, they were probably fixed. The other guys got paid off. <laughs> and, uh, who knows? So there you go. That was the PFL Bellator uh, card. Seize the Throne as the uh, name of See, uh, I wonder what they were calling the cage. I didn't. I didn't uh, tune into the pay per view, uh, but this was just you know. I, I did see some of the highlights of the Eblin fight. I watched a little bit of the Jackson fight because I love Jason Jackson. I wish he was in the UFC. Eblin got rocked hard. He did, dude. That was bad. Impa. Yeah. Impa hits hard, man. That's yeah. And Ray Cooper, um, uh, the the Michael Jordan of uh, PFL. <laughs> Not to be confused. Yeah, I guess he's Lance in his Palmer. Wizards era. Yeah. Um, Brought a boy. Yeah. Uh, PFL has a, uh, a Europe, their first Europe card coming up this Thursday, uh, or next Thursday, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, headlined by Cedric Dumbe and then the Lazy King, I, r- I believe that's his name, Abdul Abdurragamanov in the co-main. Who I be- didn't he lose his, uh, no, no, he, he won, oh no, okay, I thought he lost, but he pulled off, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, he's in the co-main, and then there's a bunch of um, fights at 155, 170 that I don't know anything about any of these fellas, but... Maybe we'll see a prospect emerge. There's some guys with good records. Who knows what any of that means? Uh, I don't even know what PFL Europe the future is. Um, the regular season, I guess, for 2024 starts on the 4th of April, apparently. But there's no there's no card yet. I'm not sure what's going on yeah. in the PFL world. I mean, but uh, yeah. 
not to you know let's we don't have to lie to these people we don't give a shit either way you know like i i mean i i won't speak for you i don't care whatsoever no uh, i don't either who I, cares I about pfl or the regular a regular season, season. Yeah. yeah i wish there wasn't a regular season but i mean the whole again it's, it looks like the schedule for the regular season to be in the uni- united states and then the playoffs start in uh scotland so i don't, I don't know yeah what we're doing there but you know to each sure. his own. I guess if it's paying the bills, I don't want, you know, more fights the better for me, honestly. Because sometimes on Friday, I like when they have their fights on Friday nights when nothing else is going on. I could just sit yeah. at the bar and watch them and not be interrupted, especially when they're on like regular ESPN. But if they're on ESPN Plus, then it does really nothing for me. I'm not pulling yeah. that up on my phone to watch that. But was there any boxing this past weekend? Yes, our boy Junto Nakatani looked good. He improved 27-0, beat the brakes off of Alejandro Santiago. Left straight, right, uh, left, right hook combo. Just uh, pretty much smashed him in the sixth round. He won pretty much every part of this fight. And he's just getting better and better, man. He's 26. There's already comparisons to Naya Inouye, whose brother fought on the co-main event in this fight. Maybe Nakatani fights uh, Inouye's brother and then tries to fight Inouye in a couple years at a, at a higher division. I'm not sure. He is big for 118. Uh, Takuma in a way is his name. He's he's pretty small, but he got a nice body shot knockout win uh, on this card. That was in Tokyo, so we'll see what's going on with Nakatani. He's good, man. I, again, I didn't see this coming, but maybe he fights the other Maloney brother. Try to get huh. some, some some get back for for Jason. Maybe Andrew steps up. I think that's the right the right brothers. Um, and or in Orlando, just down the block from me, Edgar Berlanga got a victory over your cousin. Patty McCrory, yeah. honestly, just you know, he knocked him out for sure in the sixth round. But fucking killed he, him, dude. I saw that. he he didn't he didn't land a punch. Edgar Belonga did not in the first round. So um, doesn't really have a jab. He just you know he's not, he's just not very good. He's he's still young. I know he is twenty two now, twenty six. Nickname the chosen one. I'm not sure about that, but. He uh, he needs a lot more seasoning. I see the Canelo side is trying to yeah. is trying to angle for a fight with him in the future. That is just disgusting and just just sad i know he's in his floyd mayweather era right i know he wants to pick whatever fights he gets now and he's he's teamed up with eddie hearn so he's looking at jaime munguia and edgar blanga two hispanic gentlemen that shouldn't be in the ring with canelo if i'm being honest i think they yeah. should just fight each other um he should fight benavidez obviously we know this um uh, but benavidez is moving up he said i'm not waiting for canelo i'm gonna move up to 175 fight kovacic maybe fight better bfb vol winner and then maybe move down if Canelo wants smoke. I'm, I'm, you know, I like that from Benavides. He is a big boy too. There's been rumors of him talking about moving up to heavyweight eventually, just because he was a big kid his whole life, and he is a big, he's a big fella still. Maybe it's a little premature, but either way, the David Benavides train is moving on without Canelo Alvarez. So, and I, you know, there's a lot of boxing fans that are pissed at Canelo, and I, I'm one of them. I, I don't like this, you know, Munguia Charlo Berlanga fight. Any of those fights over David Benavidez. That's that's the one fight to make, you know. And even when he was talking about fighting Bivol, we're like, yeah, that's you know, you're biting off more than you can chew. Again, don't do that. Just fight what makes sense. And uh, he just doesn't want to do it. So that's unfortunate. But we have Andy Cruz in the co-main on this card before the Berlanga fight. Beat the shit out of Brian Zamalipa. Um, just won every round, every minute. Yeah, he's good, man. He's so good. I wish he got the knockout, but. I think he could have gotten the knockout, but again, he's only 4-0 now as a pro. He's still getting some rounds. I, I don't think he's lost a round as a pro. Um, and he's fighting some guys that you know aren't great, but for this early in his pro career, they, they have fights. Zamaripa has never been knocked out. So good on Andy Cruz. He looks nasty. 
Keyshawn Davis should probably try to keep avoiding him as long as he can um, at 135, 140. So we'll see what he does in the future. Um, and other than that, I don't think there's really, uh, I don't think there's anything else going on. So, dude, if you go on uh, like Tapology and you click through some of the fights that are coming up this weekend, I, I implore some of you people out there to just go read some of the names of the the cards that they have like coming up, like. The just the, the names of them are hilarious. All eyes on Brussels nine, dude. That's uh, that's <laughs> one of the ones that's happening this this upcoming weekend. This is Thursday. We have uh, a guy I'll who's fifteen in, and oh, this is a boxing one though. Masoudi, um, Masoudi. I don't know who this gentleman is. Uh, Anas. Yeah, but he he looks Anas. scary. He looks Italian, Anus. but he's not. So uh, that's interesting. So there, there you go. Uh, I am. I, I saw that Berlanga conversation with the Canelo, but the, uh, again, I think you said it to me, and I agree. Like a lot of these guys that Canelo fights, it's like it, it, the some of the Floyd Mayweather stuff. Like when when Floyd was like talking about his last fight, and then it was like Andre Berto. It's like, oh man, like we're not even gonna get like a good one to go out on. Like this, yeah. obviously, yeah, you're bad. gonna kill this guy. Uh, Ryan Garcia, Coke, def- definitely cocaine involved, right? Because uh, <laughs> that he's hanging out with uh, De La Hoya, and you know. Oh yeah, you know you know how Oscar gets down. Yeah. Uh, also, Ryan Garcia squashing the beef that he had with uh, Bernard Hopkins. <laughs> I don't know why why they they thought. Oh was, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're you know they're they're good now. They're good. And uh, Ryan Garcia is talking about how he beat the shit out of Sean O'Malley. I you know obviously he's not gonna he's not focused on Devin Haney. Because he thinks he's going to beat him easily. Devin Haney's going to beat him the fuck up. Well, did you and I see can't wait. Devin Haney said that he disrespected his religion. And yeah, Ryan yeah, Garcia well. said all he said to him was Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 These guys, like, the, like some of the fight beef that people have. It's like you just it's don't crazy. like each other. You guys don't have to make yeah. excuses up. Like, Boxers are just, listen, we're in a MMA space where we have a lot of dummies that are in MMA. When you go over to boxing, you listen to some of their trash talk and some of the things they say to each other. And not even what – just what they say in general. Like, yo, boxers are fucking dumb. Yeah. And they are. They're pretty dumb. And, I mean, you know, you're only getting punched in the face and the body uh, primarily your whole career, your whole life. And boxers, it seems like, train or start their careers at a much younger age. So much more head trauma. I saw – dude, I saw a video the other day. This guy, he's, he's like this trainer in this gym. And he has these two kids that are like eight. Just going, going to, to war, war with yeah, each other. I saw that. And I was like, yeah, this is crazy. And people in the comments are ripping him. He's like, yo, they got head, they got headgear on. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, you like, <laughs> these people shouldn't, like, you, if you, like, are seeing that video and you're a kid and you're like, yeah, they like, yeah, we're going to be champion one day, then you yeah. have, you're a bit as big of a problem <laughs> as that fucking guy is. Cause, yeah, they're not even a teenagers yet. And you're like, yo, the one kid's amateur record is 9 and 0, the other kid's 13 and 0. Everyone's like, yo, that makes it worse. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, like these <laughs> kids should not be fighting like that. Like, but <laughs> they're going to war. Their faces are bloodied up, their noses, you know, but they're, they're standing there as, you know, courageous champions who are, uh, you know, respecting each other after beating the fuck out of each other. I'm like, bro, these kids should be watching, like, you know, Spongebob yeah, or whatever the, the, Bluey, the new dude. era Turn Bluey of Spongebob. On. Yeah, put them on They're probably a little too dude. old for Bluey, but... Uh, so we got Craziness. a, we got a, one of the, uh, and Ty, I think this isn't a, uh, hyperbole when I say this. This is easily one of the worst cards the UFC has ever put together, I think. Uh, uh this um, upcoming weekend. I, I, I'm not as, I'm not as down on it as you are, but it's not, I mean, the main event is, is as underwhelming as... Could be, in my opinion. Rosenstroik, we, we said after his last fight, well, at least we have to never see him in a main event again. And they're like, no, we got another one. Oh, wait, there's Shamil Gaziev. <laughs> yeah, Shamil Gaziev, I do like him, but, I mean, you know, he's 1-0 oh 
in the UFC. You he's think 1-0. he wins? Um, Just a little spoiler alert I, for people out there? I, I do. I think he has a ground game and he has a devastating power. He kind of reminds me of Pavlovich. Not so much as, bigger than him, too. Yeah, not as devastating power-wise as Pavlovich, but I do like his ground game also. I mean, he fought that fellow on the on the Contender Series. who wasn't good, the Viking King, Greg Velasco, uh, who's rep, repping Ryder University, baby. Yeah. He um he choked him out fairly easily in the first, but before that he knocked hey he knocked out Darko Stosic, uh, who also just got a huge win over the weekend over Mateus Scheffel uh, in KSW. So that's good for uh, Mr. Stosic. He also looked yacked out of his mind. I'm sure he was on some some supplements uh, that may or may not be um, passable in the United States. I'm not sure. Thomas 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 Adamic, former heavyweight boxer, won via hand injury in the main event of that fight of that card. So a little, little shout out to Stosage. But yeah, I, I think Gazia probably wins. I just think Rosenstreich's, yeah, I, th- I think he's pretty much done. I mean, he's, he's 35. He's been knocked out many times now. Um, the Almeida rear naked choke was quick and easy. And um, whenever you get him down, he pretty much doesn't know how to get up or doesn't know how to yeah. move. Kind of like Derek Lewis, but even worse, Derek Lewis at least can kind of stave you off. Right for for a couple minutes, he can kind of stay out of trouble a little bit. Um, I think the Dodgers went deep in the spring training game. Yeah, let's go opposite field. Shohei Otani, wow. welcome to L.A., baby. Wow, you're just Big. talking about how this guy fucking went down in the first round. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. He went down looking, and then he grounds to a double play in the second one. But now he goes deep. Love that um, for you. So yeah, just, just <laughs> I know. Obviously, the pitcher that he faced was um, you know high level former Cy Young winner. But yeah, um, we'll get I do into think Gaziev wins. Yeah, we'll get into uh, yeah. it. More. <laughs> just real quick, just to wrap it up, I do think sure. Gaziev wins. Um, and this card in general, I, I kind of like the co-main Tyson Pedro, Vitor Petrino, two big dudes, two guys who hit hard. Petrino got a sub in his last fight, so it's like maybe he's rounding out his game for two hundred five. So it's a big chance for one of them to you know at least try to crack the top fifteen, or at least right outside of the top fifteen at light heavyweight. Makayev is back against Alex Perez. It's kind of a tough vet. For him, Ursay Schnell, they're finally getting down. They were supposed to fight a bunch uh, or a couple times. Yeah, that's a good match. Umar, Umar getting back in there against the fellow who I've never heard of, but Bexat Almakan, uh, 17 and 1. I assume that 17 and 1 record's a little bit uh, inflated, if you will. So anytime Umar's in there, it's good. This seems like a, a step down for him. I guess he was supposed to fight somebody else, but no, I, I don't think he actually was. So no, nobody apparently will fight him. That's been the big that's uh, fair conversation. Yeah. So we'll see if Rosas Tercios gets added to this main card. That would make it a lot better. But you know, still, when we're opening the card up with uh, AJ Cunningham and Vinicius Oliveira, Bernardo Sopach, never heard of him. Um, not great. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do the Rosas because uh, it's uh, apparently it's not going to happen now. I don't know. Uh, that's what the because it was on here when I looked at it earlier. But now it's not, so I don't know if uh, they've I guess ruled against it or if because it didn't look like uh, Mister uh, what's his name um, fucking Curcios. No, no, not McSweeney. James McSweeney. He's forty three. Uh, I just looked him up the other day. Uh, not my brother. He's younger than that. Uh, Rosas uh, or I'm sorry, Curcios didn't want to do it. Because uh, he was saying that uh, Rosas, you know, quit and he quit in front of the Mexican people, and that I won, and uh, the rebooking it is fake news, and that's not going to happen, and all that. So, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I, I think they should just have these guys fight and get it over with. But yeah, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That 
was the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hotbox. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am talking phone. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for subscribing. And make sure you tip your waiter and bartenders when you're out because these people need the bread as much as you do.